After 32 years, I came out of the closet as a gay Christian pastor. Finally, on the outside of that suffocating prison, I'm looking around and I'm like, we can't stay here. It's not enough to become informed. We have to do something about the harm we're still witnessing within systems and spaces we've been loyal to for so long. It's time we become reformers. Hello, <clears throat> welcome back to Confessions of Reformer. Uh, I'm here to kick off a new series I wanna do. I wanted to do this for a while and just wasn't really sure where to start, but I want to talk about atheists. In a series like this, I would normally call it atheism, but actually one of the atheists that I interviewed confronted, nah, corrected me and they were like, hey, there's no such thing as atheism. Like, there aren't a bunch of atheists gathering to study the book of atheism. We don't have beliefs. The whole point of identifying as an atheist is acknowledging what you don't believe, right? And so I, I've actually tried to remove the term, the word atheism from my vocabulary because, I mean, I made a lot of sense. I was like, yeah, I get it. Um, so I wanna talk about atheists and their views. Um, and by talk about them, I mean I want to be able to interview some that I respect and appreciate whose work on the internet has made an impact on me. Um, so to kick us off, I hope that we already know this, but I'm not an atheist. I can't honestly, identify as one because I genuinely, at the core of my beliefs and my process and my deconstruction and wrestling through everything that I know and have experienced, like I believe that God is real. I believe God exists. I believe that God is a person. And you know, I understand there are lots of other theists in the world who believe different things about God and I'm actually fine with that. And there are a lot of atheists in the world who would believe that God is a figment of our imagination. Like this notion that we came up with this idea to cling to some kind of you know, higher power that will rescue us from the uncertainty of living in this world and in this life. And I actually get that. Um, it's not my conviction, but uh, here's the deal. When I came out, when I was in my coming out process and have had to confront a bunch of things in evangelicalism, like the religion I was raised in, there were so many things that kept like being confronted and exposed that were not substantiated. And the more I learned about the Bible, like the further I went into critically studying the text of scripture and how, you know, systematic theology even came about, the less justification I had for holding on to the beliefs that I had been taught my whole life and like, you know, had clung to. Um, so anyway, all that to say, in that process, I started finding atheists with you know, convictions and opinions and things that they would assert or confront that I agreed with. I'm like, no, you're right. That is true. That is a double standard. That is hypocritical. That doesn't make sense. Um, and so I started finding a lot of great uh, content from atheists and I appreciated their, this is a, f a term I want to throw in here that became really important. Uh, it was always important for me, but became even more so in this process of coming out and then deconstructing. I'm going to call this intellectual honesty or intellectual integrity even. I found that a lot of evangelicals I argued with when it came to just the inclusion of queer people in the church, um, there was not a ton of intellectual honesty going on in those conversations. It was biased, it was bent. Um, there was a lot of, I would use the word bigotry and ignorance in that conversation. And so much of the backstop behind these beliefs and attitudes is, well, the Bible says, the Bible clearly says, God's word, right? And it just started becoming really awkward how like, uninformed and unintelligent these, this rhetoric was. And it wasn't new to me, but all of a sudden being like, in the victim seat and acknowledging the injustice of this, um, it started becoming a little bit more problematic than it had been in the past. So anyway, 
Um, I, at this point, like, growing up, atheists had such a negative connotation. Like they were diseased. Like they were, you know, one of the worst kinds of people you could associate with. Um, atheists were like seen as godless, faithless, that they would take you away from the faith, right? Like they were the antithesis of what it meant to be a follower of Jesus or to have faith. Um, and so they were always like vilified. Like I remember atheists being like scary people that I shouldn't associate with or talk to or have a relationship with, let alone be close to, right? And I embraced that discriminatory view and, you know, like, I don't know if I looked down on atheists, but I definitely had walls go up, you know, personally, if I found out that somebody was an atheist. And I didn't know a ton of atheists <laughs> because I was pretty protected by my insulated community. But if I were to come across somebody who was honest enough to be, to like admit they were an atheist to me, like I would not treat them poorly, but internally I'd be like, whoa, there's a wall now, right? Um, and I think part of my coming out experience was like informed by that function, so many of us in evangelicalism were trained, almost like this gut reaction. You immediately put those walls up the moment someone identifies as an outsider, as you know, not respecting the lines that you had been taught to hold as gospel truth. That gut reaction of putting that wall up, while it's not unique to evangelicals, like that is a really consistent and powerful function that we have to protect us from outside thought, right? From what I see now is like critical thinking as accountability. <laughs> but back then was like, you know, heresy, um, doubt, fear, faithlessness, uh, deception, you know, whatever. It gets categorized as something else over there. Um, so in all of that, I had a funny and interesting organic attitude change around atheists. I was like, you know what? I want to hear what atheists have to say. And all of a sudden I like can't help but naturally see them differently than I'd been taught to see them my whole life because I was learning how to see a lot of people differently, especially like gay people, right? I was learning how to see gay people as human and valid and loved and whole. And then from there, you know, trans people. And you know, this is kind of weird to mention, but like women, I thought I, you know, saw women in an equal and like, like an egalitarian way, but there's so much about misogyny and sexism that I just wasn't conscious of that I even participated in. I had no idea, like I wasn't aware, um, you know, to like minority groups, to like people of color, like it just kept, unfolding and unpacking there are so many different kinds of people um, that I was like that were invisible to me for so long because my privilege protected me from the plight of the victim and you know that all changed in this process of learning how to listen and you know like humble myself in my what I actually don't know and don't get to assert over other people and all that so atheists were like a functional like contributing like I dare I say godsend to my own process of holding my own beliefs accountable to what I would consider ethical standards um, is what I believe actually like unto human flourishing. Are, is everyone gonna benefit from the fact that I believe this? Or, is, or do my beliefs only favor and prioritize a select group of people? And if that's the case, then you know, on an ethic level, I don't think that's a good belief. I don't think that's good news, right? And so if the gospel is supposedly good news, but it's only good news for a certain group of people, um, I don't know that it gets to qualify as gospel. And so if that's an actual litmus test that we're using to measure what is true and what's God's will in the world, I was finding a lot of atheists like defending what I would understand to be God's will. They would obviously term that differently and I don't even use the term God's will anymore. But if I were to pull into this conversation the nature of God's will, like what I believe God wants in the world and is doing in the world and how God shows up, 
I know a lot of atheists who align with and defend what I understand is God's heart and the way that God would show up today. And conversely, a lot of evangelicals do the opposite. They defend and fight for and propagate beliefs and attitudes that I actually think are anti, dare I say, anti-Christ in nature. Um, so it's weird because like atheists have such a different like approach to this. Their terminology is a little different. Their bent and perspective and position are different. But I have so much more aligned with a lot of atheists that I know than I do with so many of the evangelicals that I left behind in terms of what we believe is good in the world. What, what does justice look like? Who is God's eye on? How is God caring for them? That's the lens that I would be using here. Atheists don't bring God into the equation. I'm actually good at that. I find that to be maybe even more constructive because if people don't believe in God or don't believe in the God that you believe in or don't believe in God the way that you believe in God or whatever, then there's all this contention. And I see a contradiction in the people who are showing up in the world like that, especially if they claim to be Bible-believing people. I think the Bible like, speaks of reconciliation being the ministry, not building tension. I think the Bible seeks, uh, speaks of doing unto the least of these what we would want to be done to us. That when we do this to the least of these, we're doing it to Christ, right? I see the Bible talking about turning the other cheek, taking the lower seat, serving others. And I know atheists who advocate for and embody and like represent those values more holistically and sincerely. And I know so many evangelicals who actually like have a very strange cherry-picked version of how they want to read the Bible and they ignore or excuse or manipulate these ideas that are in the Bible to justify being discriminatory and judgmental and exclusive. So, um, all that to say, as we get into this series, like what I want to do is I want to interview several atheists who I think are doing great work in the world. <laughs> Which is so funny to admit. Like if I were, if Mike five, ten years ago were to see me now, I'd be like, what? I'd be like, what the hell happened? What happened? What is going? That's not me. This is not Mike. That's you know, like I would not recognize this person. Um, but the reality is, with everything that has changed in my life, especially in the way that I believe and how I see, how I even recognize goodness in the world and justice and truth, like I want you to meet some of these people. I want you to hear what they have to say. And I'm not interested in creating a war. I don't really need to argue. I have some interviews I want to share with you. I don't know that I'm going to be arguing with anybody in these conversations. It's mostly. Like, I want to explore. How'd you get here? Why do you believe this? Where is this coming from? And I don't know that people of faith and atheists need to be enemies, that they need to be at war with each other. I don't know that there's actually like this contention because I don't think the problem is belief in, in God or not God. I think the problem, like the dividing line, isn't between people who believe in God and people who don't. The dividing line is between people who believe in the goodness that is inherent in people and that they deserve, you know, justice, care, support, love, protection, <laughs> and then people who believe other than that, who believe some people are not deserving of those things, and that care and protection and justice belong to a select group of people, and the people who qualify for that are the ones who agree with the same ideas that these people have. That's the dividing line. It's not about God. 
this is about how do we actually like view and care for and respond to human beings in the world. I think that's the dividing line. So here's the deal. Like, I think atheists have a lot in common with what I care about and believe in and want to see happen in the world. And I think evangelicals draw really weird, like specific intentional lines that I cannot cross in good conscience. So I want to do an, a series on atheists. I want to have conversations with them. I want to let them speak for themselves. I want them to get to share their perspective, their values, their concerns, their challenges, the things they want to see happen in the world and why. And every person, every atheist I'm going to interview was an evangelical at some point. So I, want, I don't want to just speak to atheists who just have been that way the whole time. I want to speak specifically to atheists who came from the world I came from, who were taught the same things I was taught growing up, who were indoctrinated in the same ways, and went through their journey of deconstructing and you know, thinking critically and holding these beliefs accountable. And, and they ended up in a place where they're like, oh, God's not real, you know? And like, that's a, that idea is so scary for so many of us, especially if we were taught our whole lives that everything revolves and exists within and around God, right? So to take that idea away is like scary. So it's like fascinating. I just like, I want to hear like, okay, when you give up like such a fundamental belief, where does that leave you? What does that look like? I want us to hear from them. I'm not here to advocate for atheists and say that people should be atheists, but I want to give atheists a space to have, have a seat at the table, at least the table that I'm sitting at. I think atheists deserve to be here. I think they are included and they belong just as much as anyone else. Um, and it's weird because like atheists have their own version of coming out of the closet as like queer people do. It's not the same, obviously, but you know, if you're surrounded by a bunch of evangelicals and you were raised in that world and then you find out you're actually not one, like you don't believe the things that you're supposed to believe in order to be an upstanding Christian, like what do you do? Do you tell them? And if you do, what kind of consequences come with that, right? And there are consequences. Evangelicals are so, right? Like I'm not trying to be disparaging here, but they're so regimented and like dogmatic and like trapped by this group think and it's just coercive and insistent and intolerant and so to be an atheist in that space and to be honest and upfront about how you feel or what you believe or what you don't believe like I would like to think that that vulnerability and trust would be respected and honored but in evangelical spaces that tends to like trigger that you know, internal gut reaction of putting the wall up and othering you, right? All of a sudden now you're the enemy. You're a part of the out group. You are now a threat. I don't trust you. I don't know you. I have to save you, right? You become a project. Uh, the relationship gets strained and distorted and a manipulation comes in inevitably. Um, and so for atheists to admit to their Christian families what's true about their beliefs and their journey is you know, perceived as an act of war or rebellion or like depravity, which is so sad. So I think my main goal in this series and wanting to have these, like platform these conversations is I think I just, as my, wherever, whatever space in the world that I have, I want to like take a stand and acknowledge atheists are people too. Atheists' perspective and beliefs matter too. Atheists are bringing things to the table that we need. Atheists have priorities and intentions and things that they don't accept or believe or whatever that I think are actually really constructive and beneficial to have in the conversation. Do I think atheists are right? It depends on what we're talking about, right? But do I think atheists are right about the existence of God? No, I don't. I disagree with that, right? But I also can't prove to anybody that God exists. This is where the whole faith thing comes into play, right? But what I do love about the work that 
of the atheists that I'm going to be sharing in this series is they hold that faith accountable. And they demand that if you're going to claim to be somebody who cares for the poor or cares about what Jesus has to say and you're a follower of Jesus, then that should look like something in the world. And I agree with that. Um, and regardless of where these conversations go and where they land, my goal here is not to convince somebody that God exists or that they don't. My goal is not to convince people to be a Christian or be an atheist. I don't care about that. Like, I want anyone listening or watching to, you know, obviously, like, come to the conclusions that make the most sense for them. And if someone's honest confession is that God doesn't exist in their minds, like, they don't believe that God is real, that this God thing is valid, then they need to, like, have the freedom and the safety to admit that and to be that. And I don't think atheists are trying to be that way, right? Like, I think that's an honest confession about what they genuinely believe and understand. And I'm like, if that's, if that's honest, that's what I want. I don't want people to pretend or to perform. I want people to get to be honest with who they are and where they are. And then we get to navigate from that place of honesty, right? And build and figure out what we have in common and how we get to like cooperate and all that. So this series is like one just giant flag in the ground. And I'm saying atheists matter. They, Alexa is talking to me right now. Um, they get to have a seat at the table. They get to participate. They get to contribute. Alexa, stop. Sorry, I don't, I think I said something that sounded like, anyway. Um, I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> um, so I'm like, atheists matter. Obviously they do. But I just need to say that because for so long in the world that I was raised in, they didn't. They were invalidated. They were dehumanized, you know. They were definitely excluded and they were seen as a threat. Um, so I just want to say, like, I, Mike Myashiro, in the world of theology and conversation, like, I disagree with that idea. I think atheists matter. I think that they are beautiful and important. I'm thankful that they exist. I'm thankful there are people in the world who think and believe the way that this, this way. I have so benefited from their thought process, from their convictions, from their challenging, like, ideas. I appreciate that. I think it's important. Um, and so I want to, like, give them a space to get to participate here, too. Um, I hope that you, my viewers, my listeners, I hope that you have a space in your heart to get to listen and to not have to feel threatened or to need to even agree. I, and I think each of them will also acknowledge like they don't need you to agree with them. They're just like sharing what they think and what they feel and what their research and study and journey has like proven to them. Um, and that we get to consider like and take in whatever is beneficial and ignore or leave alone whatever is not um, <laughs> And the thing is, like, I also want to propose, like, if our belief in God, whoever it is, you know, if you believe in God, I hope that that belief in that deity is valid enough, is secure enough, is strong enough, is legitimate enough that it can handle questions, doubt, curiosity, exploration, being considerate and open to reason. I hope, because, like, the God that I know and understand functions like that, shows up like that. And the wisdom from heaven in James in the Bible talks about being peaceable, right? And considerate and humble and submissive and open to reason. So, like, I hope that we have that going on if the conversation around God is being had. Uh, so, buckle up. Here we go. I mean, I guess that's, I mean, this is my episode. Is like, I just wanted to talk about my whole reason for doing this. And the next few episodes we're going to have are going to be me talking to atheists and letting them have the floor and share their thoughts and experiences. And I'm very excited for you to get to hear from them. Um, yeah, so if you have any questions, uh, any, you know, obviously you can always reach out to me. 
contact at mikemeyershow.com. Thank you so much for being here, for listening. Please like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, all the things. It'd be super helpful. Listen, there's more where this came from. If you want to dive deeper, check out MikeMyFShiro.com.